Loading Sports Outlier Sessions Season 2. Uh, back with another episode, subject of a recent blog. Probably the top athlete in the country for the 2023 high school draft class. Uh, Lee Ellis, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. Now, Lee uh, is in his senior year, living in North Carolina. Apex going to Pro 5 Academy, originally from White Plains, Maryland. Um, now, it's awesome. Awesome to have you on. Uh, really excited for what this spring is going to have in store for you. And then obviously moving forward, we'll get into, you know, draft stuff, college stuff and all that. But uh, kind of before we do anything else, let's just kind of learn a little bit more about you and uh, hit you, put you on the spot a little bit with some quick hitters. I'm ready for it. All right, let's do it. All right. First one. Know you're from Maryland. Uh, if you look on the map, Maryland is a weird looking state. You're, uh, you're actually closer to DC than you are to Baltimore. Yeah. I'm so, like an hour and 15 away from Baltimore and like 20 minutes away from DC. So you, you're basically from DC. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. It's funny when people ask me where I'm from, you know, the first thing that comes to mind to them is just, you know, you're from Baltimore, you're from Baltimore. I'm like, no, if anything, I'm closer to DC than anything. And like where I live, it's so in the cut where nobody really knows what it is. Yeah, it's kind of that that funny little spot that's it's basically Northern Virginia. Yeah. So, Nationals, Orioles, or neither? Neither. Neither. I'm a. I'm more of a. I'm a Francisco Lindor fan. So basically, wherever he goes, I go. <laughs> Used to be Indians fans. They left Indians. Now we're Mets fans. So hopefully Mets can do something this year besides uh, go one and out <laughs> in the playoffs again. But uh, shoot, I'm trying to have the the Mets win something this year. It's funny because like every time the Mets come to uh, Washington, I'm always there. I'm always at the games. We have a guy who uh, hooks up with some sweets for the Nats games, and uh, yeah, I'm there every game. Big Mets fan. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Well, I was really excited for about five minutes uh, when Carlos Correa signed there because it was about to be something special in Queens with Lindor and Correa and uh, Edwin. and <laughs> yeah, That was going to be a beautiful, beautiful trio right there. Yeah, it was going to be like uh, straight out of Puerto Rico, the San Juan Mets. That would have been sick, but I don't know. They look like they'll be pretty good this year, even though they lost yeah, the they're, they're definitely going to be good this year. Definitely going to be solid. It's really just about the postseason because they always seem to do very, very good throughout the season, throughout the um, regular season. But for some reason, the postseason, they just they can't figure it out for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's, yeah. See what this year has in store. All right, next question. Uh, Food-wise, so this could either be your favorite food or your favorite food spot that you want to shout out back home. I know mid-Atlantic area, greater D.C. area, you guys have some food staples, you know, the low-hanging fruits, the crab cakes. You know, you got the mumbo sauce for the people yeah. who know on the takeout side. So, um, yeah, shouts on out from your area. Food spot, uh, definitely say a place called Chicken Rico. It's about five minutes away from my house in, uh, in Waldorf. It's a good uh, Peruvian chicken place. And they do serve mumbo sauce. That's a thing. Got to have with all the chicken gotta have it and the funny thing is like as much as maryland's big on big on crabs crab legs stuff like that 
I used to love those so much, but now I'm getting away from that more. I'm, I'm just a chicken and rice guy now. Got to get the gain somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, no, I mean, I think it'll be one of those things where if you move away from, from Maryland, you'll probably appreciate the crab a little bit more when you get back. Yeah. I've fun already fact. had down here and it's not to my liking. Let me just say this though. Fun facts. A lot of the crabs that they use up in Baltimore for the crab cakes or in Maryland are actually sourced from North Carolina shores. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Maybe I'm just not like, cause I know I've gotten some crabs out of season, so they're not like pretty small. But the crabs I've, I've had down here, just they're not they're not really good in my opinion. They're not. I don't know why. Well, you heard it first from Lee. Don't eat your crabs in North Carolina. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see. This one's going to be a question about last summer. All right. Actually, you could you could carry this over last summer, fall, winter because I know you were at an event recently. Uh, out in Arizona, who is the best baseball player that you've played with in the past year, in your opinion? Best baseball player I've played with? Definitely. Dang. Um, it's between two. They're both Maryland guys. Either Cam Johnson or, or George Baker, one of those two. Best people, especially Cam. He has, you know, the best all-around tools. And the people who don't know, Cam used to rake. Before he decided to be a PO, Cam used to absolutely rake. We went down to Georgia with uh, Bishop McNamara last uh, last spring. He went down there. I think he topped at like 94, 95, went four for four with a bomb. It's like he could rake. He just decided to give it up. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, definitely Cam Johnson. There's some really good baseball athletes coming out of your area. Yeah, I mean, it's not a baseball state. It's more of a basketball lacrosse. Um, but if you really, if you really look, there are some really good athletes and really good baseball players. They're spread out across the uh, the state, but there's some good good players out there. Yeah, I want to uh, shout out Jordan Crosland. I don't know if you've ever come across him. Uh, he's a pretty good athlete. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> And then James Wood will probably be the top prospect in baseball before the summer's out. So, yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see you know if I can get some tickets to some of the games. I caught a couple of the Fred Nats games um, earlier in the year. Well, 2022, I should say. Um, but I'm really looking forward to him getting the call up to the big leagues because as soon as he gets the call, the best believe I'm going to be there in DC. <laughs> Let's go. Um, all right. Well. Slightly different question, but this might have the same answer. You know, you don't know, but uh, not best player, but best pure athlete, in your opinion, that you've played with in the past year. Zion Rose, hands down, Zion Rose. Yeah, yeah he's different, huh? He's freakish athletic. He can do, he can do everything. I'm telling you, and him behind the play, he's a very flexible person. Him behind the play, he can get in positions that you you couldn't even think a catcher can get in. And he what runs like a what six five six six. Dude's dude's insane. Yeah, he's gonna have options when he gets in the Pro Bowl. Definitely will. Uh, favorite place that you traveled to this past summer? Arizona. Arizona. I've never been. I've, I've never been anywhere past Alabama when it comes to going to the West Coast. So that was a 
that was a, a blessing to be able to go out there. I thought it was going to be a lot warmer. I mean, the time we went, it was the same weather it is here in North Carolina, 60s sometimes. It was touching like 73, 74 midday. It was real gloomy and rainy towards the last couple of days we were there. That was a little disappointment. But other than that, yeah, definitely Arizona. What did suck is I had to turn my work in two hours earlier because I was on the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, Arizona's an interesting one. Uh, I think that's why it's really popular in the, the retirement community, believe it or not. But uh, for like eight months out of the year, it's like 70 and sunny every day. And we just had to go on the day that it was – 65 and raining. I just don't understand that. Yeah. Meanwhile, all the locals in Arizona were like, thank God, rain. <laughs> um, cool. Well, if someday you put on a big league uniform, what number are you going to put on the back of your jersey? 13. Why 13? I've always had the number. My dad wore it in college. And, you know, ever since I saw his yearbook at Manhattan, I've always wanted to wear the number and just continue with that number throughout my career, whether that be basketball or baseball. That's what's up. Pay homage. Yep. All right. Let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about long-term athlete development. Uh, there's a couple different questions that I like to throw at our guests to just kind of talk about, you know, it's, it's good to get some insight into, you know, the things that matter, you know, like the little okay. things, right. On a day-to-day basis, there's a lot of different things that we're not really hyper-focused on, but they're so important. Um, so something that I like to do, uh, is, you know, show gratefulness. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I'll let you go first and then I'll go three things that you're grateful for today. Uh, what do you got? Um, first of all, just waking up in the morning and I've been a beautiful house. I'm in right now. I was blessed to have, um, get a host family down here in North Carolina and, you know, everything just fell into place. So definitely uh, blessed that I just woke being able to wake up tomorrow and just go to the field and play baseball. I mean, not a lot of people have, the ability to do that. And, you know, we're blessed to have a great field, great turf field at Ting Sports, the Ting Sports Complex um, in Apex in Holly Springs. So that's another one. Uh, thirdly, uh, being able to communicate with my uh, family because uh, my sister's in Italy right now studying abroad. So that time difference is really a weird thing. So being six hours apart, but uh, being able to wake up in the morning and see her text, see my mom text, my dad text, and still being connected with them is still a, a very cool thing, a very good thing in my life right now. So, uh, yeah, definitely that. Awesome. Uh, on my end, I got the ability to make a plan and stick to it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that make a plan and then they just kind of, they lose track and then before they know it, they're not sticking to it. So, yeah. um, that's thing. Number one thing. Number two actually ties directly into what you just explained, um, being able to communicate, but the things that, the internet allows us to do. We can do so many things on the internet, whether it's from our computer or from our phone that, you know, people in a past life would, their minds would be blown and we just, we don't even think about it. Um, and then the last thing is that college baseball is back as of this past weekend, <laughs> baseball season's in. Yes. Dude, I'm happy. We got to, uh, my roommate, not George Baker, we got to go to uh, NC state and catch a couple games. Uh, and the funny thing is the um, host family we're living with, the Frittens, their son, Dom, got the pitch, and he, uh, he shoved for four and a third. So for a freshman starting pitcher, it's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that uh, NC State had a pretty good opening weekend. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. 
It was a beautiful thing, beautiful field too. They just got renovated. Yep. That was pretty nice seeing in that. Do they have those uh those tents set up where it uh not yet. with the grills? Not yet. No, that's just that's I think they're putting that in I think after the baseball season. I'm not yeah. sure this. I think that's what Dom said. With all the success that programs had in the past couple of years, they're they're overdue for a little bit of a renovation. Yeah, definitely. And how about your Gamecocks? <laughs> hey, I'm glad to be leading. I mean, I saw a stat this morning. They were leading. We're leading the uh, home run, leading the nation in home runs right now with 14, and put up put up dang near 60 runs in three games. So, hey, you can't be you can't be mad at that. Bruising the baseball. Exactly. Just punishing that thing. That's it. All right, let's uh, let's talk about basketball a little bit. Your dad played Division One at yes, Manhattan College. Uh, you grew up in a part of the country where basketball is quite popular. Yeah. Uh, you talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, kind of talk about your decision to pursue baseball over basketball and talk about whether or not that was difficult. Um, what do you got? Um, it definitely was a difficult decision because I started transitioning from like – 12, if I say, uh, say 12 years old was definitely the point where I said, okay, I want to start really taking baseball seriously because, you know, I'd always played baseball and basketball from nine, starting at nine. Um, but like I said before, then it was just more of a, more of a basketball focus. But um, making that transition at 12 was kind of, kind of hard because my dad wasn't a baseball guy. He was a basketball guy. So he didn't know anything. I really didn't know anything. But we've been blessed, like I said, to have – a really good um, structure around us and a lot of people who knew what they were doing um, baseball wise. So it made it a lot easier. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to play baseball, honestly, because it's something my dad didn't do. I was, I was a little rebellious child. Not, I can't, can't hold it. I was a little rebellious. So I wanted to do something that he didn't know, try to branch out and it worked out for me. And, you know, I've just grown to love the sport a lot more. What was your dad's style on the basketball court? What type of player was he? I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I haven't even watched any tapes on him. I, I, just, I don't even know. He was a shooting guard at Manhattan. That they, they they played him at point, I believe, a little bit. But he was a shooting guard at Manhattan. He could he could he could really shoot. He found out how to really be able to shoot in in, uh, in college. But you know, he was a pass first point guard who you know, if he need to score, he could. I was gonna say what. To rephrase the question, how does he beat you on the driveway? <laughs> all he does is back me down. That's all he does. He he uses his weight and size to back me down and score in the, in the paint. That's all he does. He cannot play me. And I hope my dad sees this. He cannot play me straight up. I'm too quick for him now. He cannot. Now, if he gets the ball, it's probably game over because he, he won't miss a three-four. Well, once you get that uh, – you get on that diet of chicken and rice <laughs> – and he's not going to be able to back you down. No more. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's talk about something we call ignition. All right. So, it, at its very simplest, it's kind of the why behind why you play your sport mm -hmm. and kind of what keeps the fire lit. Because, like, we all know when we're playing our sport, there are days you have tough days. You got days where you, you want to quit, whatever. But ignition is kind of that underlying fire that, you know, it's it's the reason why you don't quit. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be anything from a person to uh, a moment that you witnessed growing up or a whole bunch of moments. 
Um, but for you kind of, what was that? What is that ignition, um, for baseball? Um, at first it's definitely the love for the game. And, it's, and, you know, over the past five, six, seven years I've been playing it, I have grown in the love and, uh, mental side of the game. Um, but definitely, you know, being an African-American, being a black guy playing baseball and you're not seeing that a lot, that's definitely a motivator for me to continue to play because I just want to see more of us, more black people in the game of baseball at a higher level because it's a very it's a really expensive uh, sport and people tend to get, you know, I guess you could say paid out of it or bought out of it because it's so expensive. Um, so I definitely want to see more black people in the game of baseball and that really pushes me towards you know, like you said, those tough days, those over four days when you just can't figure something out. It's me just pounding in my mind that, you know, I need to, and I want to get to the, uh, the highest part of the game. And I'm a competitor. I've always been a competitor ever since I was young. I've always been, <laughs> always been competing with my sister, with my family, everything like that. And seeing, you know, those guys, your Max Clarks, your Nas's, your, your, um, um, who else? Uh, your Antonio Anderson, see them you know, work, working out, always posting clips on Instagram, always doing this, always doing that, always trying to get better. That really pushes me to, you know, be the best person I can be. And even my roommate, George, you know, him and I always go back and forth about everything, about something. So I'm always competing against him. I'm always trying to get better and be the best version of myself I can be. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's, it's about to be a really exciting time in baseball for uh, young African-American players. You know, obviously this past draft, you got Termar, Elijah Green, Drew Jones, uh, Justin Crawford, but then like even, you know, kind of budding prospects, right? We talked about James Wood before, Jordan Walker with the Cardinals. I think he's going to get called up this year and he's got a chance to do some really special things too. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to see you kind of join that pipeline, um, yes. you know, whether it's it's this summer or in a couple of years out of South Carolina, but um, no, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with you or with us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then something that I want to touch on before we move on is your relationship with sleep. Uh, sleep is so important for recovery and for learning new things, you know, being able to actually remember that's when you sleep, that's when you grow, that's when, uh, everything kind of cements itself in your brain from what you learned during the course of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about your relationship with sleep and kind of, you know, how you value it. Uh, I value sleep a lot. Um, I've struggled with it a couple times. <laughs> Definitely struggle with it, especially especially now. You know, I've been getting a little behind when it comes to my math, even though it's online. I don't know how I do that, but I've been trying to grind that out a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I'm still trying to get seven, eight hours of sleep a night. And at, at some point, sometimes it is pretty hard to do that um, because of my schedule and because of how jam-packed it is at times. But, um it's a it's, it's a it's a love hate relationship. I'll definitely say that. <laughs> gotta get that sleep. Gotta make time for it. Got to, got to. If if you don't, you know, you wake up drowsing your whole day. You're just dragging along. You can't do that. And I've seen a lot of people who you know take that you know, drink pro uh, not protein but uh, energy drinks. They drink it throughout the day, and you know, that caffeine stays in you all day and throughout the night. You can't go to sleep till one or two in the morning and you wake got to wake up at seven o'clock and only getting five hours of sleep and not their correct recovery. Yeah. They say if you drink any kind of coffee or any kind of caffeinated beverage after 
uh, 12 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon, then uh, it's going to delay your ability to fall asleep. So yeah. um, sleep is the most powerful legal performance enhancer. Exactly. So, and I think yeah, that's like, into it. It's really helped me is I try to go to sleep around like 10, 30, 11. I think that's really helped me is like, you know, putting my phone on D and D, putting my computer away, making sure everything is all electronics gone by at least 10 to 15. So I do have that quality 30, 45 minutes to actually power down because, you know, I'm, if I'm on my phone during those times, I'm always going to be doing something. Eyes are going to be focused and that's just going to keep me up longer, but definitely putting your phone away. Like I know I've heard a lot of people say it and I, I do know and, and hear a lot of people say it's overrated. It's not really true. It is true. It's long when you put your phone away, you put all electronics away, get in a nice dark room, get under the covers, you'll fall asleep as quick as possible. I'm telling you. You're basically Aaron Rodgers at that point. <laughs> Make sure you get your darkness retreat every night. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny because the room I'm in, I mean, it is the perfect room for sleep because there's no windows. So you don't have the natural light from the moon. I mean, it gets pitch black in here. It gets pitch black. And I fall asleep quick, especially when it's had a long day at the, at the field. I can fall asleep in five, 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> All right. PG National, Hank Aaron, uh, and an invite to East Coast Pro kind of highlighted your last summer. Yeah. Uh, what was it like playing on TV at the Hank Aaron? Oh my God. It was amazing. It was almost, it was a dream come true. Like I said, there it was a dream come true actually playing on TV because you see all these guys, you see all these professionals playing on TV, you know, especially from a young age, I've always wanted to play on TV, may that be in college or in the professional level, but being able to play on TV at such a young age, being a senior going into my senior year, I guess it's a dream. It's a dream. And seeing all those people watching you, you are, you do get a little nervous, but uh, once the adrenaline pumps, I mean, you just can't get enough of it. That's awesome. You it's it's a little taste of what's to come in the future. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So even though you weren't able to attend East Coast Pro, uh, what did the selection to the East Coast Pro team mean to you? And for all the the viewers out there or listeners out there, uh, East Coast Pro is a showcase event that is run directly by uh, amateur scouts that are affiliated with the 30 MLB clubs. Um, so they select the teams. Lee, what do you got? <sighs> to be honest, it didn't. It, it meant it meant a, a lot to me to know that you know I'm good enough and I've I'm, I've finally put in the work that it's showing. Um, but to me, it was just you know it was just another day. I mean, I try to. I, that's what I try to do. I try to take every day, every event, every game I go to as another day because, like I said, I'm blessed with the ability to be able to do this and play this game every single day, day in and day out. So I mean. I've kind of taken it as a, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm finally in an atmosphere to where I get to play with the best players in the nation. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. But you know, as you know, I didn't get to go. So. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things he's, you never get too high, never get too low. You know, yeah. trying to stay as even keel as you can. And I can appreciate that. Nose to the grindstone. Yeah. I think the the beauty about me not actually going to ECP, but making the team was like, Anything could be taken away that fast, which made me appreciate what I do have that much more. 
Just a little bonus gratefulness there for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's talk a little bit about you on a baseball field. All right. Yes. Now, the the reason that we're we're here to begin with is that uh, you're loading twelve, which is the very top of the scale, uh, not just for your age, but just you know against physically mature elite athletes. Um, so wherever, whatever baseball field you're on, probably between now and, and the end of your career, whenever that is, hopefully it's a long time from now, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be the most athletic guy just from like a raw athleticism standpoint, which that's awesome to think about, um, in itself. Um, what's it like knowing that? Um, I mean, I always knew I was athletic. Um, I mean, I got great genes from my parents and my grandparents. Um, but like I said, I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me neither negatively or positively. You know, I just see it as now people can truly understand what I bring to the table and how I can affect the game on both defensively and offensively. Yeah. I mean, what we found is that that number, you know, as, as high as it goes, you know, power, quickness, speed, and uh, the overall loading score that directly translates to about 60% of the tools package, right? So arm strength, speed, um, and obviously the ability to impact the baseball. So um, really important from an evaluative standpoint to kind of get an idea of, of what the engine looks like under the hood. And, uh, you know, you gotta, you got a premium engine. So um <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how does it, how does your athleticism play on a baseball field? How I is mean, that an advantage for you? I mean, I'm a run scorer. You know, I get on first base. I can still second and third in a matter of three or four pitches. You know, I'm able to maybe score runs for my team. I'm able to get to balls in the holes that a lot of people cannot and will not get to. You know, I can save runs as well as score runs and, that's the name of the game. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Confident. Yeah. Gotta you be. You make that play in that in that six hole? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know you got the arm strength for it. Oh, definitely got the arm strength and the speed to get there. <laughs> yep. It was crazy. It was a play that I made. It was the week before I actually went to Georgia for the uh invitation, Hanker Invitational. Um I made a play in the hole. And it was just it just so happened. I actually caught it on camera while they were uh while we were there. I made a the G to play in the hole. I didn't I didn't think I could get there, but I got there. And looking back at the video, I was almost behind third base when I made it. Yeah, you're gonna have to to send me that video. I gotta check that I'll, out. I'll definitely get it to you. I, I'll, I'll ask some people to get it to uh, get it for me. Awesome. Uh, you committed relatively recently to yeah. University of South Carolina. We've mentioned them a couple of times already. Uh, congratulations on that. Talk about what the college process has looked like for you over the past three or four years. Uh, um, different for everyone. Yeah. So over the past three or four years, the college process has been, you know, them. I, I actually was originally recruited as a pitcher. I was throwing 88 to 89 when I was, I think, like a sophomore in um, high school. So I was always, you know, in the 98, 99 percentile in my class. So, I mean, they, a lot of colleges saw me as a pitcher. But I've always said, 
to every single college I've talked to, all pro scouts I've talked to, everybody that, you know, I'm a shortstop. I will always be a shortstop at heart. And, you know, South Carolina as well as Indiana and Clemson all took a, a huge um, opportunity with, try, with trying to recruit me. Um, and, you know, as you know, as a lot of people know, that it just so happened where head coach Monty Lee at Clemson went to South Carolina as well as the pitching coach from Indiana, Justin Parker, went to South Carolina. So it was a, a mesh of all the top three colleges in my um, top three list um, that messed together at South Carolina. So it was just a perfect uh, a perfect match. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade all get, all meeting up in uh, Miami for the first time. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 it's a squad. What can I say? Probably one of the best coaching staffs in college baseball, and you can mark my words on that. I'm definitely going to do something this year, if not this year, the next year. Got total confidence in South Carolina. Let's go double down. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. Uh, you grew up in Maryland. Mm-hmm. You transferred to Pro 5 down in North Carolina for your senior year. Um, how did that opportunity present itself, and then kind of what went into that decision? And, you know, obviously it sounds like the transition has been good so far, but just kind of talk about all that. So, I mean, the option really opened up to us after um, the original head coach at my school, Bishop McNamara, actually left. Um, So we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for my junior year and what we were going to do for my senior year. So we actually found out about Pro 5 through uh, George Baker and this kid named Jaden Brown, who I played the for um, in summer ball with for the uh, Indiana prospects and junior year really wouldn't have worked out because it was too short notice but uh we were looking at it like like a you know for senior year um so we were able to get down and go there for prospect day they called it um and got to really know the organization um as a whole got to know all the coaching staffs the academic portion and um uh the I guess maturing uh, process. We have Bible studies every every week with uh, Coach Jay Stott as well as um, his brother Ray Stott, and you know, all in all, Pro Five is just a great organization for building people up uh, in a godly manner, um, as well as a baseball standpoint. So all those things kind of mesh together, like like the South Carolina thing. All those things mesh together. And a, a decision for me to go to Pro 5, and it was the best decision for me. You got to keep those stars aligning. Yep. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, obviously Pro 5 has been around a couple of years, and it really feels like they're starting to uh, really blossom. I know they've got, what, a second location up in Virginia? Uh, yes, the uh, Pro 5 Virginia team, yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, obviously I have bias towards North Carolina, I think uh, – Greater Raleigh area is a great place to be. And obviously King Park. Yes. That's yeah. a beautiful field. Beautiful field. Yeah. So um, well, I got a couple more questions for you. And then uh, you know, we'll kind of let you get on with your day. Let's talk about current MLB happenings. Spring training has just gotten underway, and we have a world baseball classic for the first time since 2017, uh, which I'm personally really excited about. Uh, will you be tuning in, and is it something that you're excited about? I will be tuning in, and I am very excited for it. Very excited for it. Um, I will be rooting for the Czech Republic. 
Yes, yes. Over, yes, so the summer. Um, summer Bowl, I played with uh, Michael Kuvala, who's from the Czech Republic. And, you know, he really opened my eyes to the potential and all of the players that are in the Czech Republic. And at Pro 5, they actually have an uh, outreach program for the Czech Republic. So we've got to meet, I've got to meet and play with, I'd say, four or five Czech kids and the head coach, um, Mike uh, Griffin. He's going to be flown out to Japan to coach for the uh, Czech national team. So I, I got to root for him. I got to root for my coach and got to root for my friends. So I'm definitely going to have to go through uh, the Czech Republic. And the kid I talked about, Michael Kovali, is actually pitching for the Czech national team in Japan. So that's going to be pretty good, uh, pretty cool. You got those direct ties, so you, yes. you get a pass on, on not selecting Puerto Rico as the team that you're most excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that because, I, I like I said, I have, I have ties. I have ties to the Czech team. I got to pull for them. But, you know, I do think either Puerto Rico or USA is going to win. It's going to be a fun game. Are either of the two players from NC State, the two Czech players from NC State, are either of them playing on that World Baseball Classic team? I do not know. I have to go check for the roster again. I don't know. Yeah, I remember uh, the past couple of years seeing NC State games, and, and they had a couple guys that were in the lineup regularly that were actually from the Czech Republic. So yeah, I'm assuming that that connection probably came through Pro 5 at some point. I believe one, or, uh, I believe one of them actually did go to uh, Pro 5 prior to uh, NC State. There's a lot of kids at NC State who actually went through the whole profile program, which is pretty cool. Yeah, makes it nice and easy for NC State. Yeah. <laughs> right in the backyard. A whole chamber for kids, for good players who just drive tournaments down the road. <laughs> All right, so you're, you're thinking either the United States or Puerto Rico is going to win. Yeah. What about that Dominican lineup? I mean, they have good players. I mean, all the teams in this have great players, but I just, I just think Puerto Rico and and US are just going to overpower them, especially with their pitching. I think that's that's the hardest thing is like this tournament. It's so hard to get arms. Exactly. And I think even though the United States isn't getting, you know, Scherzer and Degrom and you know whoever else it could get, I think that you know just general depth in the player pool probably gives them an edge. Exactly. Um, but that Dominican lineup, <laughs> one through nine. It, I mean, it's it's going to be hard. It, I won't say I won't say it won't. It's going to be hard to get through them. It's going to be hard. But no, it'll, it'll be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to you know watching the the Latin teams play. Yeah, they're going to be great games. All yeah. the games are going to be really great games to watch. Well, this has been great. Uh, a few last questions. Mm-hmm. What are your personal goals for this coming year? This coming year, personal goals are um, I want to win a championship with uh, with Pro Five, um, and whether I go to college or professional, it I just want to be the best player I can be. You know, I'm I'm getting geared for gear up for uh, going on campus and being a Gamecock and seeing what that's going to provide for me, and uh, you know. From then, have a good off season and go to Omaha. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so it's the one, the one time it's acceptable to to say you're excited to go to Nebraska. <laughs> 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 
Anything else you want the people to know about the top athlete in the 2023 MLB draft? Um, uh, I'm an anime watcher. I watch a lot of anime. That's about the only other thing. I watch a lot of anime and I play Minecraft. <laughs> Two odd things about me. Love the personal touch. You say odd, but everybody has odd hobbies and everybody has interests. And I think that's what makes us as human beings uh, so interesting. You know what I mean? It's like some people are like, oh, that's you know, nerdy or whatever. It's like, no, it's not. It's That's what you're interested in. And that's cool as hell that you have interest in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's funny. People say, oh, you're just being a geek. You're being a nerd. I'm just like, no, I'm just, just being me. That's and like, in Japan, I, th- I think, yeah, I think in Japan, anime is a subject studied in school. So it's just a different culture, really. Yeah. And like most of our cultural things here in the United States were originally born in Japan. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like sneaker culture, streetwear. Uh, nice. Obviously, video games are uber popular in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So Japan and sushi. Can't, can't forget about sushi. <laughs> you eat sushi? Did I have sushi? Oh, I love sushi. What uh, what kind do you eat? Oh, I'll eat anything, but uh, I always kind of start like spicy tuna roll mm-hmm. is kind of like my um, baseline when I go to a new sushi restaurant. Oh, spicy okay. tuna roll is good, then that sets a certain bar for what the rest of the restaurant is. I might have to try it because the only sushi I've ever eaten is a California roll. That's it. I'm going to give you a tip. There's a spot in Cary. That's right. probably not far from where you are. Um, and I'll send it to you after this because the, the name's escaping me. Uh, but you go there and you get anything and it's it's seventy grade sushi. Okay. It is like a load in ten sushi. <laughs> so anyway, this has been great. Lee, uh great getting to know you and uh can be really easy to root for you. Um, thank you for having me on here. I really do appreciate this. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll be in touch. Um, and everybody who's listening, give Lee Ellis a follow uh, on either Instagram or Twitter. We'll leave the link in the description uh, so you can see what's next for the top athlete in the 2023 MLB draft.